How's it going, Sacktown viewers? I'm Ray. And I'm Jared. And welcome to another episode of that Sacktown podcast. So how's it going, bro? Uh, It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Just working. Excited. Excited for this week. It's a big time game. Have you gotten a chance any watch? Have you gotten a chance to watch any college football today? Uh, I have not, but I think there was an upset today, if I'm wrong. Michigan just beat Ohio State. It's the first time Jim Harbaugh has ever beaten Ohio State. Wow. Weren't they 0-2 coming into the day? They were actually – now he is 0-5. He's 1-5 against Ohio State. So he was 0-4. So he was 0-4 against Ohio State to this point. Jim Harbaugh's a great coach, though, but uh... – uh, you know, it feels good to get that first win, yeah. especially against a rival, a rival like that. Whew. All right, so should we, uh, should we dive into it? Yeah. So today, Sacktown, uh, or anywhere, it's not just Sacktown, but we're just gonna talk about uh, what we think is the crucial steps for us to win this game tomorrow. And by us, I mean 49ers versus Vikings, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific, one o'clock Eastern. And a quick little. A quick, quick little thing about uh, this particular segment is that we're gonna from here on forward we're gonna be tailoring most of our content towards 49ers content. Uh, we feel like we want to keep our niche down to a team and a, a city and just a fan base that we know the best, and we, we want to keep something to we actually enjoy it. We're obviously gonna do like spinoffs and do other stuff we enjoy, but I think for the for the time on going forward, we're gonna dedicate it more to just the 49ers, and then we'll kind of see how it goes from there. So basically what we're going to be doing is the day before each game, we're going to be going over a quick recap of the game, what we think needs to happen, who we think is going to win, the implications behind the game, uh, like injury reports, stuff like that. Just an just a overall huge recap of the game. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, did you want to start or do you want me to kind of? Um, uh, either way, if you want to. Yeah. How do you want to do? You want to go offense and I'll go defense, or do you want to just go so overall game? Before plan? that, I wanted to sh- some quick injury updates and news. Uh, okay. D-, D Ford and Dre Greenlaw are going to be a- available for the game. Uh, they've just been cleared uh, off of IR, meaning that they've been practicing this mm-hmm. week. Uh, I don't know how many snaps they're going to be getting, uh, nor do I even know if they're going to be fully cleared for the game. All I well, know Dre is Dre Greenlaw was. Yes, Dre Greenlaw. I was more mostly referring to D Ford, but. Both have been off of IR. Both have been practicing this week. I don't know how many reps or snaps they're going to get, but um, if they're able to play, I think those are huge boosts for the 49ers. I think having Drake Greenlaw back, having some more linebacker depth is going to be very useful. Having to deal with Dalvin Cook and the Vikings screen, screen game, as mm-hmm. they're one of the best screen game teams in the league. They run a lot of screens. And also being able to help with those tight ends and over the middle is going to be very useful. Um, if – Greenlaw does in fact play. I think they should keep him on a snap count because he's going to be coming off of an injury and he's not going to be himself. And that you know you don't want to be playing an, an injured linebacker up against one of the most important games of the season. Yep. So I think you put him in more third down situations where he can rush the passer as it requires the least amount of um, forethought and mm-hmm. uh, I guess like skill. I don't want to say skill, but you know it it requires less than having to diagnose coverages and cover these amazing receivers. Yeah. And with D Ford, um, I think his status is, is more uh up in the air than Dre Greenlaw's. But uh D Ford, if he can play at least twenty snaps, thirty snaps, I, that's that's gravy at this point. I think that he's had past success against Minnesota. Um, if he can come in come in as a third down pass rusher, get some pressure on Kirk Cousins, rattle him a little bit, 
doesn't even have to get a sack, but get some pressures, just disrupt the flow of the Vikings. Having another pass rusher outside of Bosa, Arden Key, and um, Eric Armstead be very useful for this team. We, we need some pass rush depth right now, and having D Ford come back, provide a little speed presence off the edge, would be very useful. Yeah, I don't think it's any surprise when D Ford has been on the field the last two seasons. Uh, I think that's probably those are the games we get the most pressures on the quarterback because, like you said, he just he just makes it a little bit more easy for those other guys because he's another guy you have to put some thought into. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Drake Greenlaw, I'm not really rushed to get him back because of how good Al Shahir has been playing. Mm-hmm. But I think you kind of you said it, you, you were right on the hit it on the head with that one. Put him in on third downs, let him blitz the quarterback a little bit. Honestly, I kind of trust Al Shahir a little bit more for this game because, like you said, they like to run those screen plays with Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook is a very, a very good, um, elusive back. And I don't want somebody um, chasing after a running back like that who just what was his injury? Was it a quad injury? Who's uh, Dre Greenlaw? If I'm not mistaken, it was either a quad. Yes, yes, it was a uh, yes, it was a quad. And furthermore, um, drink. Aziz Al-Shair is a more disciplined tackler than Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw mm-hmm. is better sideline to sideline. He's faster. He's more talented. But Aziz Al-Shair is more disciplined and has better tackling technique. So that would be good. Uh, I guess we can go. We got over the injuries. It's um, not much. You know, they're getting – Niners are mostly healthy. Uh, the Vikings are without a lot of their defensive players. Have... Go oh. for it. Yeah. Oh, so no, no, you're good. So the Vikings are without most of their defensive line, ever, other than Everson Griffin. So that they're they're very thin at defensive line. Their linebackers suck. And so, Daniel Hunter, he he had a, a season-ending injury a yeah. couple weeks ago. If I'm wrong, or am I right? Um, I don't know exactly what the injury was. All I know is that they're very, very thin on the D line. So I, I guess we'll start off. Oh, we can go. Um, like one key by key, but I, I guess we can do um, offense and defense. So my first offensive key to the game is to not turn the ball over. Yep. I think this is a, this is a game where it's going to be very back and forth. It's going to be a very, it's going to be a very high powered scoring game. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a close game. And if the Niners turn the ball over anytime, especially in the first possession, it's going to really give the Vikings a chance to go, to go down and score because they're one of the best scoring teams in the league. And giving and giving away possessions to the Vikings is not ideal. Niners need to keep the ball and not turn the ball over, because mm-hmm. if they keep the ball and don't turn it over, they're going to be scoring on pretty much every single possession. The Vikings have a have a crap defense, and the Niners can take advantage of it just by playing to their strength and not turning the ball over, not fumbling, not throwing interception, and they need to limit the penalties and play just disciplined football. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my first key. No, I agree with you on the no turnover, um, no turnovers. But I also disagree. I think the key to the Niners winning this game, and this is gonna be my point, is all about time control, time management. I think we need to have a lot of long drives. Uh, like you said, the Vikings can score, so if we can keep them off the field as much as we can, uh, you could say that for every game. But I think this game, mainly in particular. They're off. The offense is so elusive. I'm hoping to have another eight to ten minute drive. Hopefully, every time we get the ball. So I'm gonna say the run game has to be impeccable tomorrow. Well, th- those two go hand in hand. Because yeah. if you're if you're having long drives and you're keeping your defense off the field, that implies that you're not turning the ball over. Because if you go for right. a ten play drive and let's say you get in, on the, in the in the red zone mm-hmm. and you wasted about nine ten minutes, 
and you turn the ball over, that's detrimental to the team's morale. You just yeah. have a long drive. You know, like Shanahan said in his presser last week, if the team had a long drive and he decided to kick the field goal on fourth and one instead of going for the, the, the touchdown – Mm-hmm. I can see both ways. He said that he doesn't want to bring down the morale of his team if they don't get it, you know. So I can. There's a little bit of credence to that, but yeah, no, definitely they they definitely need to to control the clock. Mm-hmm. Limiting the Vikings' possessions is, is the best way to play defense against this team because you're simply you're not going to stop their wide receivers and their offense. It, it's just not going to happen. Our, our corners are, are not good enough. Yeah, the the best defense in this game is a good offense. Um, and, and I think also an important factor to this game that I think needs to be talked about is the actually the kickoff right so yeah. usually when when most teams do the coin toss the team that won wins the coin toss elects to defer right mm-hmm. this game gives me different vibes if i'm the niners in this game i'm actually gonna choose to receive the ball mm-hmm. i think that it, if the niners allow the vikings to, to get the ball there's a high likely chance that they'll score on their first possession if they score first, I, I'm getting the sensation that, that the Niners will start to panic and go away from their identity, mm-hmm. and they'll start to throw a bunch of passes, and, and they're not going to win when Garoppolo has 40 passes. It's just simply not his game, unless he has a, a New Orleans Saints game. But he, he he's good for maybe one of those a year. Yeah. And this isn't the game to be having one of those games. Um, I think the Niners should try and get the ball first. At least if they can, if they can get the ball first, go down and drive, score a field goal, at least they're putting points on the board first. Yeah. This is the only time I would ever recommend that the team actually wants to, to get the ball first. So I think that, that mainly covers the uh, offensive side. And then on the defensive side, the first thing that – you know what, I'll let you go into it. All right. Uh, defensively, you know, I think most people who watch the Niners can agree that our secondary is very beat up. We have good safeties. Jimmy Ward's very good, um, very good in coverage. But I think the key to the game is going to be just pass rush. Getting to Kirk Cousins, it's no, it's no question that Kirk Cousins, when he's under pressure, isn't the same guy as when he has a pocket. But you can say that with a quarterback. Um, so I think if you could get a lot of pressure to Kirk Cousins and force him to throw the ball early or make bad throws and not necessarily let the play develop, because I think that's when he's at his best is when Justin Jefferson gets open and the play develops longer than it should. So I, I think the key to the defense is mainly going to be our pass rush, pass rush. But um, that's my key for the defense. What about you? I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I think the pass rush is the saving grace of this game. Um, when Kirk Cousins gets hit a lot and gets off his rhythm, he's not the same quarterback. No. no. I think he's better than Jimmy G, but they have the same trait in the sense that whenever they get hit a lot, they mm-hmm. tend to it, it affects their confidence a little bit, and they and they start to play rattled, and they and they, and they get quick feet, and they, and they tend to get off their game. Getting pressure on the Vikings, putting them in the down and distance, is going to be really crucial to stopping that offense because when you make them one dimensional, you essentially put yourself in the driver's seat, and Again, you're not going to stop Jefferson and Thielen and Dalvin Cook, but at least what, what you can do is make life harder on them. Yeah. And I think by, by getting a, a good pass rush, will you do that? But also, the second key on defense, the Niners need to key in on is, again, I mentioned the screen game. Mm-hmm. Niners' defensive line needs to play discipline, especially Nick Bosa. He tends yeah. to 
overrun his gap sometimes in an effort to get the quarterback and he'll let screens go. Mm-hmm. You can't let Dalvin Cook in open space in this game. The Niners need to contain the edge. Mm-hmm. Their safeties need to play the box, and they need to shut down that screen game. If you can get some pressure, shut down the screen game, I think you're going to eliminate a lot of what the Vikings want to do. Also, their offensive line is poor mm-hmm. compared to the Niners' D-line. It's a very favorable matchup in the trenches, and they have to win the trenches on both sides of the ball. Very, very crucial. I agree. In in terms of coaching, um, I, I, I think that Mike Zimmer is a very good defensive coordinator mm-hmm. and a very good defensive coach, and he knows how to scheme up against Garoppolo. He's going to take away the middle of the field. He's going to make Garoppolo throw out seven numbers. Mm-hmm. I think the Niners need to take advantage of that by running some play-action bootlegs, running to the outside, spreading this defensive part. They're not going to attack the deep ball. It doesn't. It, it, it's at this point. It's at a point where we know Garoppolo's not going to throw deep. There, there's no wishful thinking. They need to run bootlegs, stretch out the linebackers, get them running, get the get, get the linebackers thinking too much. That's yeah. that's the best way to spread out the middle. Um. And then from the defensive side, what Tamiko Ryans needs to do is he needs to, he needs to get his guys to play disciplined coverage. No pass interference calls, no holdings. They need to play a very disciplined game. Yeah, I think they should bracket Jefferson with mm-hmm. a Jimmy Ward as he's their best coverage guy right now. Yeah, and the fact that Tart is playing is very very helpful. Oh yeah. Um. So I was at that Forty Nine er Viking playoff game. And their wide receiver core wasn't much different than it is now. Obviously, Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs are the, the two difference, uh, differences. Um, and they had Kyle Rudolph back then, mm-hmm. which I would say is an upgrade from their tight end now, which is – I can't think of his name. I could picture him, but I can't. Uh, Irv Smith, I think. Irv Smith, yep. There we go. Um, but that game, like I brought up earlier, was really won by the, the main things we brought up. The Niners ran the hell out the ball, and we got to Kirk, Kirk Cousins to the point where he – I mean, Stephon Diggs, who was one of the top receivers that year, had maybe like two or three catches. Um, so we have to do the same. They're, they're a deep touchdown. ball team, so don't let the play develop on them. They're, they're, they're a deep ball team. That, that's where their identity – He ranks. did get a touchdown, though, however. Diggs? Yes. Yeah, that was that was on uh, Killer Witherspoon, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Bad play. It should have honestly been swatted out the air, but um, he kind of jumped too early, if I remember that play right. Yes, but um, I agree. I agree 100 on the defense too. We just, we just like we've seen it with the Cowboys and the Raiders. What penalties could really do, and where I think we have the most defensive pass interference. Up there, in the we're league. up there. We're up there, and so we can't let that be a, a growing theme. Josh Norman, you need to buckle it up, buddy. However, they have been very good over the last two weeks. Very out, good. Of, out of one, although it was Jacksonville, but still. But still, the Rams have a very good pass uh, pass for us offense, and we, we can mm-hmm. do pretty well. But, I mean, when yeah. you have two picks to start the game, it kind of blows up the playbook. So, so, I really like your point on getting the ball first, too, because we've seen with the Ram- – with not with the Rams, with the Cardinals, when they scored first and we didn't answer back, it's like we went in full panic mode. So, if we can get the ball just like we did with Jacksonville and have a nice long drive and just even score three like we did with Jacksonville, I think that's a big plus. Some quick little uh, tidbits that, that I wanted to also add in terms of the Niners winning the game is that mm-hmm. I think getting Debo Samuel carries at running back is going to be extremely crucial because there's just, there's just 
I don't know the status of Elijah Mitchell. He's questionable. If not, they're going to have to go to Jeff Wilson and Trey Sermon. Wilson does not look like himself, and they refuse mm-hmm. to use Sermon. So it looks like Debo is going to get some carries, which yeah. I'm cool with. If you're, if you're going to give Debo carries, please do it in the first half. Don't be doing it in the second half. Yeah. Um, get Debo carries at running back because he will get you some first downs. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a big play threat every time he touches the ball. They also need to find a way to get the ball in Kittle's hands. That's something that's okay. been really bothering me these last couple of weeks is that the reason Kittle has a red zone threat, which is completely fine with me, mm-hmm. but this team, they can abuse these linebackers. Kittle okay. can abuse these linebackers. They need to get him the ball in open space, whether it's screens, end arounds, you know, over the middle, stretch out the defense with some bootlegs. I don't care what it is. They need to get the ball in Ayuk's hands, Kittle's hands, and Debo's hands. Get the ball in the hands of your best playmakers, and you'll probably win the game. But to be to be fair, the Vikings, they're even though their defense is pretty piss poor, I would say their their best attribute on defense is probably their coverage. They have three really good coverage guys in Eric Hendricks, Anthony Barr, and Harrison Smith. So um, they are it's really going to be up to Cal Shanahan scheming up really good um, play action plays, in my opinion. However, they are very, they're very poor in in run coverage. They're they're very my my Mike Zimmer coaches a very disciplined gap defense but his linebackers play awful awful gap football yeah they can take it they can run down the vikings throat they dominate both sides of the line of scrimmage i don't see how the the vikings can match up in terms of the line of scrimmage it's it's the outside where the vikings are going to win yeah but um that's where i i kind of want to get into predictions for this game yep and so i actually probably have a unfavorable opinion on this game i think it's going to be a pretty low scoring if we win which i'm predicting we are i think it's going to be like a 20 i'm gonna say 21 to 7 or 17 to 7 i think we we allow them bare minimum points if we win i just can't see us winning a shootout with them so i think it's going to be really just the niners controlling the game kind of like we did with jacksonville and, uh, you know, I don't think they might not scoring a lot. I think 21, 24 points would be perfect. And I think the Ram or the Vikings, even though they're such an explosive team, I um, I think if we could get to him, which I think we can, Kirk Cousins, I think we could limit them to, limit them to a little bit of uh, only a couple touchdowns. I'm going to so, completely disagree on, on the score of the game, although the outcome, I, I think we would be 10-21. 10-21 is my final score. Or I'm going to say 13-21. I'm going to say it's going to be 31 to 24. I think that the Vikings are too talented of a team on the outside to not, to, to not score that many points. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have faith that the Niners will be able to string together a bunch of stops. Mm-hmm. Um, again, their saving grace in this game is, is, is that they can control the line of scrimmage and mm-hmm. control the time and possession, which I, I think they will, but mm-hmm. And Shanahan appears to be in a coaching groove um, as of late. So we'll hope that he can turn together some good performances. But uh, so I'm going to go 31-24. I'm going to go 31-24 Niners. If the game swings the other way and the Vikings win, I would not be surprised. I would say that if it went that way, I would say 27-21 to 21, uh, Vikings. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Vikings have a good enough defense to really do anything about it. But I, it's going to be a good game. I think before we before we head out, the implications behind this game are insane. Mm-hmm. This is the most important game of the season up to this point. Yes. Yeah, th- th- this is going to dictate playoff seeding mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks. This is a team that we're fighting for for a playoff seed with. 
And this they're about as perfectly matched up of a team as it could be. This is going to be a great, great game. I'm really excited. Um, I Jimmy G plays awful against the Vikings, so we'll see if he can turn it around. But man, I I wouldn't be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I'm nervous, but I'm also excited because I feel like if we get an, a good win against them, not only is it a statement that we're here in the NFC because we would move from the seventh seed to the sixth seed right behind the Rams, which would be amazing. But I think it would kind of get this narrative that our cut like that we can't cover good receivers and we 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 blow games to pass first teams. I think if we beat the Vikings, we you know we beat the Rams. They might have to respect our defense in that sort of uh, aspect that we can cover better than most teams. Um, and again, my my score, just, just so just we have it out there, you know, just in case you know hindsight. Um, again, 13-21 for the Niners to win. If the Vikings win that game, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a blowout. I feel like it might just be one of those games where it's like a twenty-eight to like fourteen kind of game. But mm-hmm. I, I have I have faith in the Niners. I really do. Um, so I, I just, like you said, before we head out, cause we've only been talking for about 20 minutes, let's do our three stars of the game. How about that? Do you like that idea? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it three players that we want to see succeed or three players we think are going to succeed in this game? Realistically, three players that we think are going to carry, be the reason why the Niners win this game. Okay. You, I, you can give your first player. Okay. So I kind of, I don't really want to go with just generic people. So I, I think this might be Eric Armstead, Eric Armstead's breakout game. Uh-huh. You, know, he, you know, he's been very good in uh, stuffing the run up a little bit. But in terms of pa- pass rush, he hasn't been the greatest. I think that he's going to have a two-sack game. Hmm. I think he's going to be, the, uh, be a, a Dalvin Cook run stopper a little bit. Not necessarily towards the outside, but anything inside, I think he's going he's gonna to hold them to – obviously, you're not going to hold Dalvin Cook to zero yards, but I think he's going he's gonna to do his work there. But I think it's going to be in terms of pressures where he has a breakout game. Okay. So I'm going to say two sacks, three tackle, three to four tackles for losses, and he's just going to be an impact player. Like I he, love your optimism. Yeah. My first breakout player is Jimmy Ward. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Ward right now is the best player on the defense, not named Nick Bosa. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Ward is going to be very crucial in, in bracketing these wide receivers and forcing them to play the, the style of football that the Niners want them to play. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to be – I don't I don't want to say he's, he's going to cover Jefferson one-on-one because he's not, but I think he's mm-hmm. going to be instrumental in shutting down those tight ends, th- those screens. I, th- I think he's going to be huge in terms of defending the screen. I think that's going to be his main role. I think he'll get about six, seven tackles. I may even may even predict uh, an interception. Kirk Cousins is prone to some boneheaded mistakes. Yeah, I'm going to say six tackles with an interception and some some very very crucial coverage on the Vikings. Not a bad stat line. Okay, and then so offensively, yep. My opinion completely changes if Elijah Mitchell plays, but if yep. he doesn't play. I'm going to say this is a George Kittle game. I'm going to say two touchdowns for around 80-something yards, and he just they're going to be saying George Kittle's back, which he already is, but the media might not know that. So I think so, he's, he's going to have a two-touchdown game. And Why George Kittle? Um, You know, Eric Kendricks is a, is a very good coverage linebacker, and so is Anthony Barr. But I just feel like he's he – just, he just, like, down to have one of these games – 
And again, I'm not giving him a lot of yards, but I just feel like in terms of the red zone or once we pass the 50, he's going to be so crucial. And I think Kyle Shanahan is going to, he's going to, he's going to game plan towards Kittle, mm-hmm. hopefully. And um, I think they're going to focus their, their um, linebackers a little bit more on these receivers. Um, because like you said, we love to, we love to run routes that go across the middle. And, and so I could just see them having a big play with Kittle, maybe doing some crossers and letting George Kittle just run like a, a straight shot down the middle. Right. And so um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to go with players that, you know, haven't really had one of those games yet. And so Kittle definitely could have one of those games. No, that's fair. Uh, my, my second, um, I guess, star player of the game is going to be Brandon Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be very crucial in this game in terms of picking up first downs, moving the change. But James, he's the best possession receiver on this team, including George Kittle. He has the best pure hands on the team. I think that his his value in this game is going to be in moving the chains, catching those third downs, getting the Niners to to good down and, and distance situations. I don't know if he's going to have a huge stat game. I don't predict he's going to be putting up gaudy stats. But I I really want to go with Debo, but it's still boring. And, 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 I, yeah. I, and I, I know Debo is going to have a really good game because it's Debo. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to say Ayuk as a receiver is going to be more important than Debo in this game. I, I think he'll have about six catches for about 75 yards. And I'll say he'll have two rushes for about 35 yards. I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll be scoring any touchdowns this game. But I think his true value as a starter in this game will, will, be, will be picking up first downs, yeah. making tough contested catches, and being a very clutch receiver down the stretch. And his blocking is phenomenal. And then this isn't a player, but this is a key to the game. I think that – I think we're going to have a lot of turnovers. I'm guessing three. Like you said, Kirk Cousins, he's not the most – like even though this season he doesn't have that many picks, he's not the most secure quarterback when it comes to making the, the best read every time. And I'm actually predicting two interceptions and a fumble – um, I'll, maybe, a, maybe a Jimmy Ward and a Fred Warner interception, and then maybe um, some sort of D line fumble or special teams. Don't sleep on our special teams. The, the 49ers, the last two weeks, have been playing some great special teams, forcing some turnovers, and pinning the pinning the defense or, or pinning the opposing offense in bad situations to get the ball. Shout um, out to Mitch. Robbie Gold has been pretty like I haven't seen him miss really a field goal all year, but we haven't been kicking that many to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have a good amount of turnovers this game. I really do. Okay. So my third star player, and then I'll do one small honorable mention. My third star player is gonna be Fred Warner. I think Fred mm-hmm. Warner is gonna be crucial in stopping the screen game along with Jimmy Ward. He's gonna be tasked with guarding Dalvin Cook in the flat. He's gonna be tasked with stopping those tight ends and and crossers over the middle. He's going to be crucial in calling out the um, the mic for the, for the offense. Excuse me, for the defense. Mm-hmm. He's going to be crucial in just making sure that everything is running um, as set. I think he's going to have one of those cerebral games where he gets some tackles for loss, stops Dalvin Cook in the backfield. You know, I, I think he's a hell of an athlete, more of an athlete than Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. and I think that he'll be he'll be crucial in stopping the run, filling up the gaps playing sounds, uh, sound coverage. I'm going to say he'll finish with nine tackles, two tackles for loss, and a possible fumble recovery. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, and then – I'm kind of sick of this this, uh, this Fred Warner stuff, you know. 
I don't know if it's just the casual fan or not, but he needs to get Pro Bowl votes. He needs to make the Pro Bowl this year. Um, and he needs to make an all-pro team. People are looking like I, – maybe I'm not watching enough Bears fan, Bears games, but why do people think that Roquan Smith is just so much better than Fred Warner? Because people like counting stats. Like, who else? Like, I keep seeing, like – Like, Roquan – or not Roquan, um, Micah Parsons. I get it. He has a lot of sacks. But the dude isn't even a linebacker, really. He rushes the quarterback, and I see him getting more Pro Bowl votes, Pro Bowl votes than Fred Warner, and it's just like it's kind of driving me crazy. I'm like, He's also a Cowboys player, so yeah. But um, yeah, that's our Week Twelve recap. I think we kind of hit it on the head. I'm super excited to watch this game tomorrow. Um, but like you said, the implications are just so much. Like Woo. we can drop all the ways from the seventh seed to. Uh, the 10th seed again or we could yep. go up a seed and just you and know we so we beat the eagles which can be a possible huge game because yep. they're looking like they want a wild card spot um you know the, so, the saints are falling off a quick thing also off. after the game tomorrow i don't know if it's gonna be on that day or the next day hopefully we'll get it out tomorrow yeah. uh Later, later early game, we'll get it out. We, we, we do our grades, obviously, our recap. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try to see if we can get Tony to uh, come on. Yes, sir. I think Tony adds a really good dynamic to, to like when we talk, and I like having his opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited, faithful. Uh, yeah. I want you to, I want you to, if, if you're going to the game, show up, be loud, disrupt Kirk Cousins, disrupt that offense. Is it a home game? Uh, is it? That's a good question. Well, I think it's a But still, I do the same. Niner fans travel very well. Yes, they do. All right. You want to? All right, Niner Faithful. All right, Niner Faithful, Stacktown. You know, appreciate you guys listening. Like Jared said, we're going to try to get Tony on tomorrow. I have another special guest that wants to be on our podcast, Jared. Um, Okay. Let me get something situated with him and we'll figure it out. I hope you guys don't mind our conversion of just being a strictly 49ers podcast. (laughs) Uh, we're still gonna try to get out, get out some UFC stuff, some basketball stuff, but it's just gonna be far, far from few. Um, like Jared said, we just want to focus on the Niners. That's our team. Yep. But um, good night, you guys. Um, that's it, really. All right, peace out, Zach Town. Peace out.